Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step-by-step step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Hey, my friends, my name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach. I'm an ads expert, and I'm all about helping online course creators and coaches make more money in their business while working fewer hours. But most importantly, I'm a father and I'm a husband. With this podcast, you're going to learn exactly how to become what we here call the optimized CEO of your business. And that means you're optimizing your sales and marketing, your time, and your mindset so that you can have more freedom, a bigger impact, and make more money. So grab a coffee, open up your favorite notes app. This is the Art of Online Business Podcast. What's up, my friends? How the heck are you today? Welcome back to the show. Rick Mulready here. This is episode number 528 here on the podcast. And today we're going to kick off a new series on the show all about memberships. And I'm beginning to work with a lot of people in my accelerator program who have amazing memberships. And I'm going to be during this membership series on the show, which we're going to be going on for a while about it, we're going to be mixing episodes in here all about memberships. And I'm going to take you through every aspect of memberships, including case studies, like what I'm about to share with you here today. And uh, joining me back on the podcast for her third time here on the show is Hallie Sherman. And Hallie is a member of Accelerator. This is, she's actually, uh, she's a three-timer in Accelerator. This is her third year with me inside of Accelerator. And she recently launched a brand new membership program. Uh, it's called SLP Elevate, and I'll let uh, Hallie introduce herself when we get going here in the interview in just a minute, but uh, she uh, she's the founder of the brand Speech Time Fun, and she's a speech language pathologist, and uh, she's just got an amazing business where she creates resources and professional development and now a membership uh, that serves other speech language pathologists, and she launched the membership this past summer. And because of the fact that she was an accelerator, I was very much involved in sort of coaching her through it, answering questions and giving guidance and so forth. 
and she's had an amazingly successful launch. She has almost 500 people in the membership. She's created almost $10,000 in reoccurring revenue from the membership. So we're going to talk about everything what went into uh, creating this membership, why she decided to create this membership, in addition to what she was already doing really, really successfully, uh, how she launched it, how she created systems for content creation. And what I really want you to pay key attention to here in this interview is I'm going to call out um, a bunch of different things that Hallie says that are really, really important takeaways that I'd love for you to take away from the episode um, here today, specifically around things like how she listens to her existing um, people in her community, how she listens to the people in her membership. Um, she's never wanting for content. She just listens and then creates that content. And now she has almost 500 people in this membership and it's brand new. And so she's done an amazing job launching this membership. So we're going to dive right into all that. And as I mentioned, Hallie is an Accelerator member. If you are, if you listen and you're like, yeah, Hallie's just like, or I'm just like Hallie and I want help in uh, creating more profit, more impact with, with less hustle in growing and scaling your online course creator or online coaching business, then I'd love for you to see how we might be able to help you inside of our accelerator coaching program. And uh, this is for course creators and coaches. If you're already making at least seven to eight K per month in your business from your online business, and you're likely feeling overwhelmed, you're not really sure what next step to take, et cetera, then um, go check out the accelerator program. It's application only rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. All right, my friends, without further ado, let's go hang out again with Hallie Sherman. Hallie, welcome back to the podcast. I think this is number three here yes, on the show. Is. Yes, it is. I am honored. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> Absolutely. I reached out. It's like, hey, you want to come back on the show? You were like, three. This is my third time. Like, really? <laughs> awesome. I don't think I realized that, but you're absolutely right. And uh, welcome back to Thank the podcast. So it's good to, good to have you back on here again. I wanted to, before we dive into talking about your new membership and how you created it and how it's selling and all that different type of stuff, for, for anybody who has not heard your previous episodes, um, let's have you share who you are and, and what you do. Sure. I am Hallie Sherman. I am a full-time speech-language pathologist in the public school setting. And on the, I, I can't even say on the side anymore, but in addition to that, I also create digital resources for speech-language pathologists on Teachers Pay Teachers. I also provide professional development for SLPs um, through my various through trainings and my virtual conference, the speech retreat. And now I also created a membership for resources for older speech students called SLP Elevate. So I'm doing a little bit of everything, but all on the side. And you have two <laughs> young kids, a yes. three-year-old and, and a seven-year-old yes. and a seven-year-old. Yes. So you're, you have nothing going on. basically. Not at all. Not at all. And, and, and less help than usual due to like, pandemic times and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, first question I want to ask, like what, what drives you to do all the things that you're doing from a business perspective, meaning like you're teaching full time. So early morning to mid afternoon, and then you have this 
amazingly successful online business that you have a team for like it takes a lot of your attention obviously you're you know you're a mom you're what like what drives all of this for you the impact that i've made over the years when i first started this i had no idea that when i posted something on a blog that anyone would read it and then when i all of a sudden heard people were reading it i realized wow and then i started getting the stories of people coming to me saying you've changed the way i've provided speech therapy you brought the light back into a field that was burning you know burning me out and making me feel just unworthy and un- and confused and just when i heard all those comments and throughout the years that's what fuels me is when i realize i'm helping not only these speech therapists but their students as well it's just that ripple effect is really just keeps me going when I feel like I can't go anymore. It, it's also made me a better speech therapist because I have to be good still. <laughs> okay? Like I can't get complacent because people are looking at me for guidance. So it's always helping me stay on top of the field and everything like that. And and most people would leave their their day job, if you will, when they have as successful an online business as you do. Why is that the reason that you've stayed in? as a as a full-time teacher or what's what's the main reason there one i love it i can't see myself not doing that i need that structure um yeah. i don't do well without having that place i need to go every single day like to the point where over the summer when i had more time i didn't even know what to do with it like i i feel like i was more more productive during the school year when i had less time like yes i did fill the time up but i didn't know what to do with that time where i, I benefit from that structure. I would miss it. But also in, in New York, the, my pension and benefits is too good. Mm-hmm. Um, too, I, I've put too, I've, I've invested too much time and I'm, I'm close enough to retirement now that I can just. <laughs> oh, are you really? I didn't know that. I mean, I can retire 55. So, I mean, I've put in more years than I have left. I might yeah. as well ride it out at this point yeah. and not, and not miss out on all those benefits later on in life. So. So one thing I did pick out of what you just said is that aside from the fact that you love what you do is you like you like the structure and you basically do you still run the your online business even when you don't have to go to school now you mentioned during the summertime you're like I don't really know what to do with myself you've basically created this online business so do you think that that running your online business sort of quote unquote on the side of your full-time job has helped you grow the online business to the point where it is today because you're like, I have this much time, quote unquote, limited to build it because I'm a full-time teacher. Do you think that that's really helped you? Yes. I don't have the time to dilly-dally on things. I have to make a decision quick, act upon it, and delegate really, really fast. I've learned, um, especially in the pandemic, when I was working from home, my husband was home, my kids were home, I couldn't do it alone. And that was when my business was blowing up because my audience was looking for digital resources and they needed it quick and they didn't care that I had two kids at home. They, yeah. they had kids at home as well and they wanted to buy it from me right away. Yeah, they're like, so, where is it? <laughs> exactly. So that was when I jumped in and said, okay, who can I hire to help me make these things? And I had to let go some of that control. And once I started doing it, it became, I don't want to say addicting, but it did become addicting when I realized that I some other people are better at things than I am. And I just have to still be just the brains and the visionary and let everyone else do everything else. Yeah, I love it. And also, <clears throat> we're going to get into your membership right now. But and I, don't, I don't know if I've told you this, but I have an, uh, 
a special affinity for what you do and what you teach because of my niece and nephew. Um, my younger sister's kids have um, they're pretty uh, they're pretty uh, severe on the autism spectrum and a lot of speech issues there, and they've worked with SLPs over the years as well. So, like, I I have I don't know if I ever told you that, but I have that special mm-hmm. affinity for for what you do and the work that you do. So, thank you for all that you do in that in that realm. Um, so, so you've started a membership. You said SLP for older students. You already had the successful TPT resource that you're selling. You have uh, professional development. You have mini courses, if you will. Why a membership? Why did you want to add this element to the business? After nine years of selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, I have about 500 resources on there, but I am limited because of the platform to do certain marketing things. And it's not my site. I have no control. They finally gave us a, some p- sort of pixel, like it's capabilities. It's not the same. I, I don't, I can't run ads to my teachers pay teacher store. Like I could if I was selling on my own site. I didn't want just to have another site of the same resources and confuse my audience. Mm-hmm. I wanted, if I wanted to, if I was going to do something different on my site, I wanted it to be something different and give them a different kind of value. So I figured, okay, my audience can go to my Teachers Pay Teacher store for a la carte kind of resources if they wanted to spend three, ten, twenty dollars, or they can invest in and I didn't want another vault of resources. I didn't just want to just take all my resources and put it in a membership. I want and so I was sitting there going, okay, I want to do this. How can I make this valuable? And I realized that my my audience's biggest struggle is searching for the appropriate materials. There's not much out there for the older students. There's tons of resources for the younger ones. If they want to look up cute little articulation games and, you know, Halloween graphics and all that, they, there's tons. Of, it's a matter of just picking one and going with it. But when it comes to the old ones, things are either too cute, too challenging, not challenging enough. It's not the right level. So they're unsure of what to invest in and are hesitant to invest in it at all. And people have come to me saying, your research are so great. I wish there was, I can get more of it. And I mm. like, so that was when I started polling my audience and saying, hey, if I put together some sort of platform where you can get more exclusive access to more resources from me, would you be interested? And people said yes. So then I started brainstorming and making it happen. When did that process begin? I know that we've been talking about it for a while, but when did that like polling your audience officially begin? I started thinking about it like early 2021 winter time started when it was in the heat of the school year everyone's was are we returning back to in person are we not and people were still unsure of what resources to use and people were really turning to me and my social media and my and my email and my events because they were just looking for support and guidance because there was so much uncertainty and that was when like March, April-ish, I started really asking around and really listening to what they had to say and, and being more specific with my questioning versus saying, hey, what's, what are you struggling with? It was, if I created this, would you need it? And they said yes. And did you start a wait list at that point? I forget. I want to say April or May, I created for like a, maybe one month. I created a wait list just to see because you always say, you know, see if they'll value it before you create it. Like why go crazy yeah. developing something that you don't even know 
So I just said, hey, there's going to be a membership for resources for older students. It's not going to be a vault of my resources. It's going to be exclusive. And I didn't, still at this point didn't know what it was going to be. And I had in a couple of weeks, over a couple hundred, I think, sign up for it. So I was like, I guess people are interested. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I guess. A lot of people. Um, so most people would look at that as like, holy cow, I don't want to do something like that because it's a whole bunch more work for me. I don't want to be creating all new resources exclusive to this membership program. What Did that come up in your mind at all? And if it did, how did you sort of come to terms with that in wanting to move forward with the membership? Well, working with you, I created a team and a system in place. So we were being able to release resources once a week without much of a problem. We had enough ghostwriters, enough digital people, enough, and enough people on my team where I was just coming up with the ideas and everything was just working that I basically went to my team and said, hey, instead of releasing a brand new resource every week, what if we released two resources a month and in between we put together these bundles for the mem uh, a membership. And once I laid it out, it was a no, it was a no brainer. We had the bandwidth to do it. So it wasn't that I had to scramble. I think we brought on one extra ghost, like two extra gotcha. people. I basically, yeah. I basically told my team, I'm like, what would you need from me to make this happen? And we did. You all that what Hallie just said is super, super key here. Now, granted it wasn't all, you know, always this way for Hallie. It was, you know, it was different a few years ago, but I want you to repeat that, Hallie, what you just said as far, because this is really important is like you went to your team and said what? Because I said, we have this system that's working. I have yeah. this new idea. What would you need from me to make it work? Yeah. And part of them was, they said, we can totally make this work. If, we're re if, you're, if you're changing your goal, if we're not saying we need a new re release every week and it's only twice a month yeah in between we were we were producing those resources anyway so it's a matter of putting it towards a membership versus my teachers pay teacher store and then when i said to them do you need any more support and they were shocked i was like my goal is for you to be successful in your goal so what do you need and yeah we made it happen posted those job descriptions and trained the people we had ready to go saying okay instead of creating this you're gonna be creating this instead it's similar look similar style Let's do it. Love it. This is, this is, y'all, this is the role right here I'm talking about of becoming the optimized CEO because Hallie's created such an amazing system in her business to, I don't, I know that we've talked about like when you come up with an idea, like you either send somebody a voice message or what have you on your team and like you might, you might outline it or whatever just verbally and boom, the team runs with it. Mm -hmm. And so, I love it. I don't think I knew that. So you're already creating the resources anyway. So it's just kind of like, okay, this, we're going to put this bundle, what have you into the membership. This is going to go into the TPT store. I love mm -hmm. it. So did you, so you have this wait list of people, a couple to a few hundred people, and you have an idea of what this membership is going to be. What was that process uh, for you when, because I remember, we chat, we're chatting about like, what's the promise of this? What is, how is this different from everything else that you're doing? Take us through sort of the, um, how you're working through that in your head as far as like, okay, this is what this program is going to be. 
And this is how I'm differentiating it from what from everything else I have. Normally, when it comes to like my teacher's pay teacher store, I try not to look at what my competitors are doing. I don't. Yeah. I I want to have those blinders on. I don't want anyone accusing me of taking a look. But I wanted to see what was out there and what I can provide as a whole in the market. I want. I kept on hearing people posting questions in Facebook groups and forums and sending me DMs. And if there was other things were in existence, they knew about them and it wasn't appropriate for them. So I needed to find a way that, okay, so I needed to, I didn't want to provide resources for everyone. My expertise is not the pre-K to grade three realm. I can create it. I can create a team to create it. I don't want to. I, I don't want to help. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. help you with that, but that's not my expertise. I got known on my teacher's pay teacher store because of my resources for upper elementary into middle school and into high school. And I knew that I needed to create a platform exclusively for those SLPs because that they're the ones that are kind of left behind. We weren't really trained in that in graduate school. We learned a lot about the younger ones. A lot of us did student teacher placements with the young, I, me, myself, I was with grades two through five for my student teaching placement. And here I am working with older ones. Mm-hmm. So I know that there is a need for training, uh, better understanding of what we're working on, how we are different with then resource room teachers versus literacy uh, specialists, why we, we don't, we don't want to be a tutor, like a tutor. We weren't trained in some of these things, but um, I, I wanted to create a site that not only was I giving them the resources, but I was teaching them how to use it. And I felt like that was a big missing piece. And you got all this from listening to your audience and you're getting DMs and messages and comments and so forth. And you're just taking this all in and sort of like, okay, you're keeping track of it in whatever way. You're like, okay. Yeah. And then you Nothing fancy. A Google Doc. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it's it's another perfect example of it does not need to be fancy. You don't have to need, need some like you know, extravagant or elaborate capture system or what have you, you know, I geek out on the apps just as much as anybody, <laughs> but like, look, just get it down on a Google doc. Just, just, just keep track of it. So you said March, April ish of 2021 here, we're recording this um, early September, 2021. So one thing I love about you is you are fast to action. Like, boom, you have an idea, you map it out, you, you know, you vet through it, if you will, look for the gaps, look for the holes and you're implementing. So you went from idea, you just got it all out, mapped it out. Here's the promise. This is who it's for, who it's not for. This is what's going to be. This is the benefits. These are benefits, et cetera. You have a wait list of a few hundred people. Then what do you do? I opened it up for sale. <laughs> I had <laughs> Just nothing- to the wait list. Uh, my wait list, my email list, social media, um, nothing. I, I might've done like a paid ad, but to my engaged audience, I didn't do yeah. anything to cold. And I was said, Hey, I, nothing is built yet. Like, I think I had maybe a header on a Kajabi site. Like that was basically it. I go, you can come in now. This is what it's going to be. This is what it's not going to be, but you can help me build it and give, give your input if you are interested. And the, 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 the crazy part is my audience was in for summer and they didn't even need any resources yet. So I was like, I will provide you something over the summer and maybe back to school. But right now, just sign up and trust me. Yeah. And 94 of them did. 94 people 
out of a few hundred people, like an amazing percentage of those people. And one thing I want to key in on that you just said right there, Hallie, is like, they trusted you. That does not happen overnight. Like Uh, a a third of them paid annual. (laughs) Yeah. A third of them paid annually. So, I mean, that is like this building of trust does not happen overnight. This is, you know, you've been doing this for a while. Like this is, you're building that trust, building that relationship over the years with all your amazing content, helpful value, um, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And all your, obviously your amazing resources that you already have. So you have the people, you have 94 people in there. You don't have anything in there yet. It's the middle of the summer. They're not even teaching yet, but you've had 94 people raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm in. Like, I don't even know what this is going to be. And then you had a third of those people pay for the full year, mm-hmm. not even having seen what's going to be in there. I didn't see and, it either. <laughs> and so <laughs> what was the gap in time between when you opened that up for, for those 94 people to when you were officially, quote unquote, going to launch it? So I launched officially, officially, officially end of summer. So I wanted to do the back to school time. Yeah. So I opened it up for my fa- the founders. What ni- then? I, early June, and then at the end of June, we realized I accidentally never closed it. People were coming in, so I was mm-hmm. like, "Let's just up the prices when we're not like not good for our word." So people yeah. were trickling in all summer long, um, especially as we started adding content to the site. So we promised, like that, we promised the, the new co- the first people you got a discounted price, but you're getting instead of um, a monthly bundle, you know, resources delivered every month, you're going to get like one for the summer kind of thing. I didn't have the bandwidth to, they weren't going to use it anyway. So I was like, I produced a summer resources for them. So they were able to check it out, give us feedback, tell us what resources they wanted, added to it, changed with other goals. And then we developed the back to school resources based on their feedback. And then for for your end of the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so another key thing that you just said there, so you developed this back to school based on feedback from those 94 people that you let in early. Yes. Yeah. What does that feedback system look like for you? It was really just posting in a Facebook group saying, Hey, what goals would you like to see next time? Again, nothing fancy. It was, you know, I just told my community manager to post, you know, every few days, Hey, who who took a look at it? Who took a look at it? Let us know. Let us know. And a lot of people like, we didn't look at it yet. I'm like, please just, just take a look. <laughs> please. Please. Like, just I know you don't need it. Just look at it because you're going to help me decide what to add or change. So, and they do, they give you that feedback. And again, you already have the system in place and within the team to be creating this, these, this content and the resources. So, and so I also want to point out that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't go and create six months worth of content, right? You're like, I'm going to give you this, and then and I designed it in a way that my team can handle it really easily, a rinse and repeat. So I did like yeah. thematic resources. So I came up with the layout, the structure, the outline. It's just Okay, it was summer, then it was back to school. My September resources are video game themes. My October is like comics and uh, superheroes. Like, so it's all different themes, but it's all the same resources. One, it makes it easier for my team to put it together that I just yeah. had to instruct them the first time. But also my audience knows how to use it then each and every month. It's not 
new materials they have to learn how to use. It's okay, click and go. And it's super smart. So you essentially productized the creation of the resources that are in there. Um, and I recreated is, materials from my teacher's pay teacher store. I just said, okay, look, take this look, just take the change the content. It was all piecemealing things. So people who have been buying my resources for years should recognize this the style of yeah. the resources. I love it. So you you open it back up the end of the summer. Um, and you did a launch, right? You did some webinars. So what take us through what did that launch look like for you? Sure. So I had to strategically plan it around back to school season and knowing that there was going to be back to school sales on teachers pay teachers. I didn't want to impact that. I also know that everyone goes back to school at different times. So I had that struggle of, do I go in August? Do I do it in September? But then I'm missing the August people. So I strategically planned it for end of August. And I did a pop-up Facebook group where I did ads to the group. I had, so basically when they signed up for a webinar, they also were prompted to join the Facebook group. I did three webinars and then ended up doing a bonus fourth webinar. And in the pop-up Facebook group, I did three bonus trainings in there. I did giveaways, contests. I had a welcome party where we played like online games for them to win prizes. I just made it an experience where they realized one, that they were not alone. They got to ask questions about just the field in general and also my membership. And they, got to, they, they said the community itself was reason why they joined. Yeah. And another, just a key point we just said there, you, you created an experience where to help them realize they weren't alone, that there's all these other SLP teachers out there who are often experiencing the same types of frustrations and mm -hmm. challenges, but also successes and stuff like that across the industry, across, across um, wherever they may be teaching. Mm -hmm. I just keep taking the questions they're asking and boom, there became a free training. I see you keep asking the same things in Facebook groups. Guess what? I just did a training on that. Go check it out. Come yeah. to my group. I love it. I love it. I want to talk about sort of your mindset going into that launch because I know that you were a little bit nervous going into mm -hmm. it. Before I ask you that, we chatted. Um, you'd already done three webinars mm -hmm. and you were asking, should I do another one? And I, and I think we talked about like, I said, well, do, are, do people buy <laughs> when you go live? And you yeah. were like, yeah. I was afraid that like people wouldn't take me seriously. Like, oh, here, she's trying to do it again because mm -hmm. when people were complaining because I wasn't doing a replay, they're like, I missed it. Like, I made it, I did every foolproof thing for people to like not miss the webinar. I sent out the emails. I had to add to calendar, not have to worry about time zones. People said, oh, yeah. wrong time zone. I missed it. Oops. So I said, let me do one more. The problem was I was going away over the weekend. <laughs> So I couldn't do it over the weekend, but I was saying that the doors were closing on Monday. So I was limited on how was I, when was I doing this bonus webinar? I said, you know, what? I'm just doing it Monday night. Yeah. And that was, and that was my first day back at work and I still did it anyway. <laughs> and the, and the price was increasing after that. Yeah. Right? I said, okay. I said, uh, normally the price was going to go up on Monday. I'll make it go up on Tuesday. Give you guys an extra day. Mm -hmm. Join me. This was like, getting scrappy because my team was already like done preparing everything. Like yeah. I had a whole webinar page done, didn't have that th fourth webinar. So I went into ConvertKit, just created a very bad landing page and posted it in the, the pop-up group and email. Didn't you say you had like a hundred people register for that? There's like 125 or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah and like uh, 50, 50 or 60 showed up live. So like half. 
yeah, which sure. is huge. Yes. And did you make more sales as a result? Yes. And it's hard to say if it was like the people that were there per, per, were the sure. people that were just sure. missed that went to the first ones and didn't come. Yeah. You know, I don't know. One lesson here that um, Hallie's heard me talk about a lot is when something's working, meaning like if I show up live and either answer questions, deliver a webinar, with some sort of presentation or training, and people buy as a result of being live, it's, you know, as long as it's within integrity of what you've set up, do more of that. <laughs> so like, and it, it sounds so obvious and so simple, but yet it really can be as simple as that. When you were going into the launch, you weren't really sure you had, you've like, I've never launched a membership before, um, you know, done webinars for a membership. Take us through sort of your mindset around that. I feel like it's one thing when, you know, the audience is used to being pitched on a webinar and they've been facing webinars. It's like, you're like the business to business, like feel like it's, it's, you almost expect it, but I don't want people to get a bad taste. I just very, had a lot of uncertainty and, and, but at the same point, I know, I knew I needed to make myself stand out to get myself seen over the crap, over the noise and also do something that was necessary for my field and my niche. I knew I, I knew I needed to do it. I knew they needed to hear what I had to say. And my when I when I started talking about the the webinar topic, people were like, "Where do I sign up? I need to sign up now." And once I started getting the reaction and seeing the floodgates of people joining the Facebook group, I was like, "Okay, I'm onto something here." But it wasn't until that like first day where I I, I still had hesitancy. And this is after you already had 94 people in signed up for the membership. Mm -hmm. Because part of me was like, let me just open it. Let me just do an ad and open it and be done and not have to do all that stuff. And people right. should just trust me. And realizing the questions that I got on my webinar made me realize it was the right thing to do. I need yeah. to do that. Just seeing, I needed to get people in the mindset of knowing that they needed my resources. Like they might've known they had a pro problem, but didn't know how to fix it. I just had to get more into their head a little bit. What would you have changed about that launch? Anything? Invest more in ads because I, I messed <laughs> up on that one. I mean, that is not my forte. <laughs> that's always, that's always the, I wish I could go back and change this, spend more on ads. Mm -hmm. So you have almost 500 people in the membership right now. Yes. You've created almost $10,000 in monthly reoccurring revenue. Um, and now you just told me right before we hit record here that you have a whole bunch of people reaching out and saying, Hey, I want to, can I change to annual? Because mm -hmm. you have a savings for, for annual mm -hmm. um, rather than monthly. And I think that's really testament to what you've created already inside of the membership. Because when people are coming into a brand new membership, that I, you know, I get it. Like they're probably not going to choose right off the bat, like your 30 or so people they did from your wait list mm -hmm. to sign up for annual because they're not really sure. You know, they're mm -hmm. like, is this, I just want to come and test it out. But you mentioned that you've had a bunch of people reach out and want to go up to annual. And I strategically planned my theme for September that way. Cause I knew that everyone was going to be back to school needing it. Let, let me have my best theme for September. And that's, and when they brought presented to their students, it was a no brainer. Their students loved it. So I'm like, yes, the rest of them will be just as exciting. 
And you're doing all this within Kajabi, correct? Yes. Is there anything that you're doing that you think that you're doing special in the membership to create this experience for them? For where I people do. are like, I just I want to go to annual right now. I'm all, I've only been in there a couple like two weeks, and I want like I'm in for the rest of the year. Because I'm I, t- I keep telling them keep sending your feedback and I will add things to the membership. I've already, they keep saying, Hey, I needed a goal bank. I released it this summer. Um, I want a scheduler released it this summer. I want resources for high school. I put out my first of many this summer. Um, they wanted a data collection tool. I've been working with a, a coder and we should have it by the end of fall. They're going to have everything they want. They're going to have, I, I want to give them what they want so that they, not just that they stay, but that they're happy and they're, they're seeing the results. If they're not getting results and they're just getting stuff, what good is that? Yeah. For like 20, what is it? $29? Now full price is $29. $29 a month. At time recording, this is $29 a month. Yeah. Um, no promises that it stays that low, everybody. Um, but again, big takeaway there. Hallie's listening to, Hallie's asking, what do you all want? me to create? What do you need help with? And they ask. Hallie's team keeps track of all those ideas and it gets created and delivered into the membership. Um, Have you hit any kind of... um, Because when a lot of people create a membership, one thing that I see is they think that they need to go custom. I need to build this custom platform to do this. You know, like, Have you experienced any kind of thing that you can't do because Kajabi, like it's, it's not necessarily a membership quote unquote platform, right? But it works like it can work like that. And you're proving it right now. We're having learning curves, of course. Um, yeah. Luckily for me, my team is a Kajabi. I have someone on my team who's a Kajabi whiz. So this mm-hmm. is her jam is membership. No, but Kajabi is. So we had some workarounds because I didn't want when, like say you come in October, I didn't want you having access to all the previous content. So there was like the dripping of contentness, and also my audience isn't tech savvy. Like they yeah. couldn't they couldn't find the resources under the my life. So we had to link it, and we had to design it so that it was foolproof. And there's a lot of user training and onboarding that I'm learning. I have to keep adding emails and videos for, but. I'd rather keep it simple. I don't want something too confusing that I can't even handle or yeah. my team. So yeah. And like what I'm delivering you, is a PDF. Like it, it, it shouldn't be that complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> it does not need to be complicated. Again, big takeaway there, simple. Like you don't need anything elaborate. Um, are you going to monetize those past months resources for people who yes. are coming in later and you're like, hey, I have six months worth of resources? So luckily we had some window of time to work on some layout and things like clearly no one's buying the summer bundle now. So we, yeah. we were using some of the summer stuff to test out like layouts and stuff, but yes, we're going to make it so that you can buy it at a, if you, so say you come in in November and you missed video game month or comic month. And that was really what you came in for. You can buy it. Not, you have to be a member though, to be able to buy it. You can't right. just buy it. Um, single hand. I don't want it to be like like another teacher's pages store. They can just buy. It. I want them to because they're not going to get the full experience unless they remember. Sure, sure. I love it. So now, correct me if I'm wrong. I hope 
you are now tracking, you are setting yourself up to be able to track churn rate, lifetime customer value, so that you can determine things like what does it cost me to acquire a new a new member of the 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 membership. What a lot of people do, I see this a lot, especially these days, is like people have these amazingly successful memberships, but they don't know, they don't have the insight into those numbers. And they're having to go back and parse through months and months of data to be able to come up with those things. But you have the benefit of knowing that you need to track those numbers. You're very good at tracking that stuff. And it's already been given to my team. It's already been given to my team to start collecting monthly for me. I just honestly have not looked at the numbers yet. (laughs) Well, it's still early. I mean, mean, as I said, by the end of September, I want to have those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. Anything that we didn't touch on on the development and launch of the membership that uh, you definitely think is something that we should definitely touch on? Being true to myself and my branding and my personality definitely helped. Like, and it was something that you said to me also, like I said, I want them to like my something about be having fun. Are they having fun there? I go, well, that's my brand. And you said, are they experiencing that? I go, yes, I played music and had like sunglasses on we played games like yes i mean and and i started seeing people saying in the comments like i love your enthusiasm and seeing that what i was trying to put out there was what they were getting made me realize that's what makes me it's not only just my materials it's getting me and my support and my branding and my team's help that made my launch as successful as it was if it was just the materials it wouldn't have been enough yeah. it needed to be the full experience and, and unfortunately, it's probably really refreshing for them that you actually listen to what they're asking for. And I told them, I, oh, I'm also asking my students what they what they what they want to learn with. Like it's yeah. tested with real students. It's not like I'm making it making it up and you know throwing it out there and hoping that their students benefit from it. No, my, mine are as well. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for coming back on for for your third visit to the podcast here and sharing all of this amazing story about your about your membership. I want to make sure that people can connect with you, learn more about if we have any SLP teachers listening to the podcast. Hello, by the way. Uh, where can they learn more about Elevate? All that good stuff. Sure. My website is speechtimefund.com because that's my umbrella site. My membership is slpelevate.com. I'm on Instagram at speech time fun and SLP elevate. I have both of those. And I also have the SLP coffee talk podcast. I love it. I love it. And cheers to the coffee. I have finishing up one right now. Um, Hallie, thank you so much (laughs) for coming back on the show. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, if you found yourself listening to today's interview here with Hallie Sherman and thinking to yourself, yeah, I want help with those things in my business then I want to invite you to check out, learn more, and apply for my Accelerator Coaching Program. Accelerator is for online course creators and online coaches who are you're already averaging at least 7 to 8K per month in revenue from your online business. And you're looking to increase your profit, increase your impact, all the while through less hustle. No more hustle, no more toxic hustle, right? Uh, So if you're feeling overwhelmed in your business, you're doing all the things and you're not really sure what next step to be taking, then definitely want to invite you to apply. Check out and apply for my Accelerator Coaching Program. Just go over to Rick 
mulready.com forward slash accelerator. All right, my friends, thank you as always for tuning in today. Super appreciate you. I'll see you back here for the next episode here of the Art of Online Business Podcast. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.